the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Firing Line with Rick Travis, Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, CCW Safe, Vortex Optics, Cutting Edge Bullets, and the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. And now, your host, Rick Travis. Good Saturday afternoon, patriots and followers of Everything Firearms here on Firing Line Radio. I'm Rick Travis, the Legislative Director for the California Rifle Pistol Association. I just want to welcome you all to the show today. We're going to be talking about some things, but before we get into some legislation, because yes, folks, it's that time of the year. We're going back to the legislature and starting the 2024 session. I want to talk to you about some things. I first came on this show seven years ago this month, seven years ago. So off and on, you heard me when Phil Naiman was the host of this show, come on, and I don't know how many times Phil and I talked about any of you getting off the couch, as he used to call it, and uh, getting involved, getting engaged. Part of that means you actually belong to an organization. Preferably, we'd like you to belong to the California Rifle and Pistol Association, who's been in this state for going into their 150th anniversary year here in a couple of months. And uh, we just could really use your support because we are fighting so many battles. I'm going to be talking about that over this next 20, 2024 year and talking about the history of everything we've done and what we've got accomplished for you. I will tell you right now, um, I belong to a lot of conservation organizations, a couple other Second Amendment organizations, but um, dollar for dollar, it's hard to find someone that does more for all of your firearms rights and home protection and competition and self-protection than the California Rifle and Pistol Association. So go to crpa.org and put in there in the box that you heard about it on Fine Line Radio and join. And if you're already a member, thank you. God bless you. And now give the gift of membership to somebody else. Give them a one-year membership and get them involved and, and get them knowledgeable. Why is this so important? Because we also have something in the Inland Empire is blessed where the show is mostly heard, but it's also heard in Orange County. With me today is uh, a recurring guest from time to time, Kevin Small, who's our Director of Advocacy and Grassroots and sits above our chapter program. Kevin, do we have a San Bernardino chapter that people can meet with? Yeah, and thank you, Rick. It's it's good to be back. We we do have a San Bernardino chapter. They They currently meet uh, up at Bass Pro. So if you are in the San Bernardino area, I'm sure you are very familiar uh, with where that is. And and just a little bit down south from that, we also have a Riverside chapter. Now, I want to make sure of something, because, you know, a lot of times I hear people go, oh, nuts. You know, your San Bernardino chapter meets on the evening that I can't make it to. Does the Riverside County chapter meet that same evening? They, they do not, no. 
So there would be another place that they could go. And if they lived in the border, say like Narco Corona, they could go to either one of those. But I believe we have a couple of chapters in Orange County they could go to. We do. And, and I would also stress that, you know, the, in general, the, the bylaws for these, uh, chapters is, uh, not necessarily mandating that you attend every meeting. Uh, these are more, uh, informative groups, uh, locally that you can get on their mailing list just by attending one meeting so that you can be up to date, not just on what CRPA is doing at the state level, uh, but also, uh, what CRPA, the chapter, uh, is doing on the local level and uh, opportunities that are upcoming, which is, uh, also important knowing, you know, cause if you not, you, you might not be able to meet on a Thursday night, but, uh, maybe there would be a difference for you if you, you know, knew that there was an upcoming show where you could recruit for CRPA. That happens on a weekend. So uh, you could really stay in the loop locally just by getting on those mailing lists for the chapters. And, and some of the chapters meet on Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, various nights of the week. So there's lots of options, folks. One of the other things is that Kevin just brought up, and uh, I want to make sure we point out, Kevin said, you know, most of the time when you hear either one of us talking here on the radio station or on our YouTube channel. If you haven't uh, subscribed to that, please go and get on the YouTube and, and put in CRPA. You'll see us subscribe, watch, follow, um, and hit the share button because it all helps. But what I really want to talk to you about is on the local level, as Kevin said, that is where CRPA is active in keeping your gun stores open, keeping your ranges functioning playing on events, sponsoring youth, family, women's only, training opportunities. There is literally a plethora of activities. So no matter what you're um, feeling like you want to get involved in or do to push forward the Second Amendment, I strongly encourage you to do it. Um, I want to put a shout out to the San Bernardino and Riverside County Sheriffs, uh, including some of the other sheriff's departments up and down the state who met together this Thursday. They met out at the Sheriff Ben Clark Train Center uh, in Riverside County. Uh, the meeting was incredible. It was the CCW coordinators for multiple sheriff's departments, multiple police departments in the Inland Empire and, and, for, and throughout Southern California, for that matter, who were looking at how to deal with Senate Bill 2, what's coming down from it, how to make sure that they kept more and more people Armed and Kevin, it was a really pleasurable moment because you and I were there when the former sheriff Stan Sniff was running originally against Sheriff Bianco. And Bianco, when we interviewed him, we interviewed both sheriffs. Um, when we interviewed Bianco, he promised that he would switch things around. And, uh, a year ago, we awarded him with the outstanding law enforcement officer, um, honors, uh, for what he's done in the CCW space. And that was when he had broke 20,000 which was a lot of CCWs for a county, as you know. Um, today, they have went past the 40,000 mark. And so that I just want to do a shout-out because, folks, there was a time when there was only about 3,000 CCWs in the county. And just a couple of years, he has not just doubled that number, not tripled that number, but he has literally went over 10 times that number. And... These are people that are going to need your support when they come up for re-election because these are the people standing in the gap against the insanity that we call excremento or, if you're still in school, Sacramento. But, um, you know, 
Those people up there have no clue. And I got to hear Sheriff's Department and Police Department people on the ground saying what they want more than anything is to make sure more law-abiding citizens have the ability to defend themselves. And to that point, I want to make sure in this very first part, if you haven't applied for your concealed carry permit and you're a law-abiding citizen, folks, you need to get out there and do so. I got to listen to a gentleman who was involved in a recent uh, uh, event of where he had to pull his firearm. He had to use it to defend his life and the lives of several other people in a local business. And, uh, you know, like I heard the, the person after person from law enforcement agency get up after he shared his um, testimony of what he went through and what happened on that fateful evening, every single one of them said, and this is what we are fighting for, is for your right. So, folks, the myth that people don't want you to have it, that's true in Sacramento, absolutely true. But within your own counties, there are people working around the clock to help you have it. So I'm just telling you, um, if you can't apply till next year, understand. But if there's any way for you to apply before the end of the year, please do so. It will be easier on you. So please go and go online to your local agency and submit that application. Get your CCW because you never know when you're going to be like this individual who you're just going to end up in the wrong place at the wrong time. And the only thing between you being in the grave and you staying out of the grave will be that firearm on the, on your side. So well, I, uh, please do I, that. I can tell you it's certainly refreshing uh, for Sheriff Bianco uh, down there in Riverside. You know, it's becoming more and more apparent uh, as more elections come and go that a, a really high priority for a lot of politicians uh, is primarily to get vote for get votes for the next election. Uh, it's really refreshing to see somebody. And if you talk to Sheriff Bianco in person, you'll know the guy's passionate about this. And I think that's something that is not really talked about a mut, uh, enough uh, is, you know, if, if there are any invisible lines that we can that we can conclude from this, you know, if you think uh, maybe a law enforcement officer might be the line between uh, you and uh, a crime, the sheriff's. Uh, and the, the sheriff's department and the sheriff in particular is really that invisible line between you and your constitutional rights. Uh, the, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, I sincerely doubt that uh, Gavin Newsom is missing meetings with uh, uh, police departments, but uh, Sheriff Bianco has been very vocal that Gavin Newsom did not meet with the sheriffs last year. There's a reason for that. Uh, by and large, our sheriff's departments are advocating for the citizens' constitutional rights more than any other law enforcement department, uh, and and this is another great thing to see coming out of that. And when they don't do it, folks, like L.A. County, then the CRPA stands up for all of our law-abiding citizens, and we this week launched a lawsuit against the County of Los Angeles's sheriff's office to make sure they don't delay the several thousand people that they've been delaying from getting their CCW. And uh, they have, they've received that lawsuit. I got to talk to some of the members of their department about that today. And folks, I look forward to what's going to happen next few months as we get that situation changed and rectified to the benefit of all involved, but especially to those of you out there that have applied. So um, keep applying. That was the message that they were sending and they're doing their best to get the funding so they can get ahead of this. 
and we're going to keep putting on the pressure. We'll be back with Fireline Radio to talk about legislation that's coming up here in January. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis. I am the legislative director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Today with me is my colleague, my brother-in-arms, um, probably the guy only second to me that gets beat up the most on behalf of organizations statewide, and that's Kevin Small, the Director of Advocacy and Outreach and Grassroots. And so, uh, Kevin, we have already got our first meeting set in January, so we're coming out to shoot. A lot of times, as you know, we don't start hitting meetings until like the last week of January, but uh, nope, that's not the way we're going to function. We have new leadership in the assembly, and I think that's important. Um, and so what we have is uh, new people that want to do things differently. So Senate Bill 8 was brought forward last year by Blake Spear. So everybody knows this was a two-year bill. Sessions run from an odd year through the end of an even year. So last year, we were able to block this bill from going to the governor's desk, but it is coming out of the dustbin and back front and center and will be heard on uh, the 10th, which I believe is a Wednesday. Um, and it's going to be heard over in uh, the insurance where Susan Rubio is the chair. But to give you an idea of what Senate Bill 8 does, is Senate Bill 8 is an insurance mandate. And basically it says that um, all of you who have a firearm will have to go get gun liability insurance policy, um, which is going to have an impact on your homeowners or renters insurance because some insurance companies wait. Most insurance companies wait. No insurance company has that, do they, Kevin? 
No, uh, I mean, it's going <laughs> to, yeah, I wish it would come down to who, who was able to fail first, because this is a rinse and repeat of what we saw, uh, which was really at least so far been an unsuccessful effort uh, to implement this in San Jose. Uh, I think they passed this uh, basically same uh, ordinance locally a couple years ago, and uh, we really haven't seen any movement on it. They weren't able to accomplish anything uh, to move them forward to even start enforcing this law. But that is something that makes this pretty egregious is you know, that it, it, they, they certainly care about a lot of, uh, subsections of the, uh, of the citizens in California. Firearms owners just aren't one of them. Uh, they know perfectly well that, uh, uh, insurance companies, because of a lot of other laws that they have passed, are fleeing this state. Uh, and they know that, uh, firearms owners are not going to be able to purchase this sort of insurance. Uh, so th- this is basically a, a, a big dooming effort to rid uh, California of, gu- of the gun-owning population. Uh, the only question is, you know, just like in San Jose, how are they going to even enforce it? Well, and here's what's interesting. You know, one of the lines says, a, fire- a person who owns a firearm shall keep valid and current written evidence of the coverage described, readily available at that location where each firearm is stored. So... You know, that might be easy if you have one firearm. You could, you know, keep a copy of your insurance like you did uh, your car, like in a glove box or something. But for somebody who travels with a firearm, you have to have a copy of your insurance there. You have to have a copy of the insurance in the safe. If you have more than one safe, more than one. Wow. Like, this is really egregious. But I think I want to get to a bigger issue with you, Kevin, on this. So, you know, um, in the story I shared in the first segment about the gentleman that how to use a CCW, the person who broke in and tried to kill that individual and about a dozen other people was a six-time felon, six-time felon, and a younger guy who had committed all sorts of egregious crimes, um, including with a firearm evidently in the past. Uh, he's, he's He's being slapped on the hand for attempting because he didn't actually kill anybody this time. So, you know, he's just getting a couple of misdemeanors. But if you take what the Sacramento has been trying to do, we already know that, you know, you have to keep your firearms stored, especially if there's kids in the house. So even those of you who are grandparents, you know, when grandkids come by and everything, everything's got to be locked up for you to be compliant with the law. Check. Second, they want you to have gun insurance. Okay, so let's just say hypothetically they get this one across signed in. Third, for a, a Sacramento who says, I don't want you to go buy guns, but oh, by the way, now that SB2 is in, in, in play, if you want to carry a firearm on a CCW, you can no longer carry one that's considered community property, meaning that like everything else you own, you share it with your, your partner. No, it means it has to be specifically in your name, not the other person's name. And you can't do a register. Okay. But here's the catch that just strikes me. So I do all those things. I, I go on, on a fishing trip. And while I'm gone, someone breaks into my house, bad guy, or a gal, because women do it too. They break into my safe, and they take my guns. And I can no longer carry a firearm on a CCW 
because while I was out of my house, someone broke into my home, broke into my safe, and stole my firearms. And not only did I was I massively violated and all those other things, but I just lost the right to self-protection because I followed every one of their laws, Kevin. Yeah, that's that's pretty sad. And you know, on top of that, the what are they actually aiming at here? You know, what what uh, remind me what this is going through? Which committee? Well, I'll tell you exactly where this is going. This is all about we don't want our criminals to get hurt in California. Well, that's kind of where I was going because you have a lot of, uh, I'll put my my air quotes up here, gun violence happening throughout the state of California. Uh, this doesn't do anything to punish or further punish those people. Uh, this This law or proposed law, uh, is specifically, you know, putting an insurance policy on you for negligent and accidental use of firearms. And that is it. So it's, you know, let, let's not, let's not at per the usual, right? Let's not make a law that's going to punish somebody who is deliberately harming someone, but let's punish the entire community on the basis of a very small number of accidental discharges in the state of California. I think the last time I looked up that statistic, this was a national statistic. This wasn't a state of California statistic, uh, but uh, gunshots uh, or at least lethal gunshots from accidental discharges in the country was under a thousand. Uh, and you're talking about a country that in 2023 is looking to produce more than 40,000 gun deaths. Again, primarily the, the majority of those are due to suicide. Uh, and then the majority of the minority is due to gang violence. So when you actually break it down, um, you know, these are very small numbers, but you're going to basically put an undue burden uh, and and do damage to the entire firearms community for a very small subsection of the demographic. That This becomes insane. And who are you actually fighting for? Because it's it's certainly not the people. I think it's very important, you know, as you said, you had to kind of go to an out-of-state stat. And I want I want people to listen closely. When you listen to Gavin Newsom talk about gun violence, when you listen to Attorney General Bonta talk about gun violence, and when you look, listen to almost any of the senior progressive left legislatures in the state talk about gun violence, especially like in the CCW arena, we were talking about, about it earlier this week at a conference, what you hear them say constantly when they're asked, well, do CCW holders commit these crimes? And the response is, well, they do in other states. Well, in other states. But we don't legislate on what's going on in other states. We legislate what's going on in California. And then they'll say, well, you know, there's so many people getting CCWs and crime is down. But crime is down because, well, we have all these gun laws. No, crime is down because we have so many more people carrying CCW, CCWs and criminals are wary of that. I hear from law enforcement all the time that a lot of criminals, first thing they do is go to try to search the people that are trying to rob to make sure they're not a CCW holder. So that tells you that that is a concern of theirs. It's the reason they go to gun-free zones, like what happened earlier this week at the University of Las Vegas, is the same idea, you know, 
University of Nevada, Las Vegas, where, where, oh, that was a gun-free zone. You look over and over and these cowards go to gun-free zones because if they're going to lose their life, it's because they want to take it themselves. They don't want to lose it to somebody else stopping them from what they want to do. And I think California is trying very hard in Excremento to create multiple gun-free zones, which I'll be blunt, makes them the killing zones for the innocent in this state. Well, you keep creating uh, demographics of people who are going to vote, uh, who want to end gun violence. So why not create laws that promote more gun violence? And that's kind of what a lot of these laws do in general. But, I, I mean, circling back to this insurance scheme, it's it's already been unproven. You know, we're, we're already in a budget deficit. We can't put more on the Department of Justice. This sort of legislation is insane. It should be laughed out of Sacramento. Unfortunately, I don't know that it will. We'll be back on Farming Line Radio. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe and the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persian, come and get them. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the legislative director for the California Rifle Pistol Association. With me is my colleague, Kevin Small, the director of advocacy and grassroots. And we're talking about legislation. We're just talking about Senate Bill 8 from Senator Blakespear that's trying to put erroneous insurance on you. And if what we talked about in the last segment wasn't enough to get you fired up, hopefully we're going to talk about in these next two. And remember, folks, this isn't any of the new legislation that we already hear is coming down. This is holdovers from last year that we stopped from going to the governor's desk and they're giving their one last ditch effort to try to get them across to the desk this year. So, um, Brian Manshine is the uh, author of the next two bills we're going to be looking at. This one is, of course, Assembly Bill 667, and uh, it will be in the new public safety uh, room where we'll have Kevin McCarthy, not McCarthy, who just left Congress, but McCarthy, who is uh, one of our Assembly members, who's taken over for Reggie Jones-Sawyer, who had a quite controversial final year as the chair of that committee. And this is called public safety, and I want to emphasize that because often what they do is the reverse of what you think public safety would be about. And this is one of them. So I'm going to start off something so I don't get you in trouble, Kevin. Gun violence restraining orders, in theory, in theory, were supposed to be there for crazy people who had threatened, um, you know, usually this was a guy threatening a, a woman, it could be in a relationship, it could be any many of things. And I want to make something really perfectly clear. Organizations like the California Rifle Pistol Association, Gunners of California, and you know, Firearms Policy Coalition, the National Rifle Association, 
uh, Second Amendment Foundation get labeled as being uncaring. That like the only thing we ever say when something bad happens is, uh, we're so sorry and we'll pray for you. And that is absolutely false. We are in the trenches looking for honest solutions. Um, and the irony that you can always throw at anybody who is all for, you know, stopping gun violence and says, speaks ill of any of those groups to say, well, did you ever ask your assembly member, your senator, your congressional representative, when the last time they asked one of those organizations to come and meet with them in a room? And you're going to hear a pin drop because we're never the ones they invite. They invite the people that have zero expertise in this. If you look at a lot of the events, a lot of things that we've done for, for decades and for some of us for over a century, literally the amount of any kind of access or anything is like unheard of. I mean, we literally were just in the area of high school shotgun shooting, million trigger pulls every year, no injuries. Wouldn't those be the people you want in on the room? And I bring this up because, you know, Kevin, currently you can get a gun violence restraining order. It doesn't take a lot to get one against people. A lot of people have misused this. There's many court cases statewide pending about the misuse of this. But once it's launched on you, you are not going to be touching a firearm for one to five years. But let's be honest, it's five years. That's what every court goes for is the five-year marker. No one's gone for the one-year marker. This is now saying, oh, and you can renew it for another 10. So a lot of people misunderstood this as, oh, it's going to go from 5 to 10. No, it's going to go from 5 to it could be renewed out more, 10 more. So that'd be 15 years. 15 years. So that means if you're like a friend of mine who seemed to have had a good marriage and now the marriage is dissolved, unfortunately it's gone through a divorce, and his wife screamed a bunch of stuff, and um, thankfully in that situation, or unthankfully, it was found that she wasn't telling the truth early on, but gun violence restraining orders were, were being filed. It was being moved. You know, and in areas I think we would all agree where this is necessary, fine, but this is still an area that, in my opinion, it needs to be uh, defined better, and there needs to be some some double checks, but this is, again, to me, this originally was a knee-jerk reaction law, and now, you know, hi, how many times, Kevin, have we heard, oh, these people were in a mass casualty incident because a person with a gun violence restraining order got off her. Have you heard of that, Kevin? Uh, yeah, not, not, not really. I, I mean, the, the criminals are going to be criminals and, and that's just kind of the way it is. I, I think it's important though that you put context into this because, you know, both sides, when it becomes political, they start making, uh, they start making claims about the other. This argument really does fall in line with the, the constitutional methodology that Second Amendment litigation uh, is currently having. You know, we got that great win with Bruin, and it told us to look at our text history and tradition. And, and you know what? Our text history and tradition states that really uh, points towards this is that the law holds that it's better that 10 guilty persons escape than one innocent suffer. Um, and, and the reason why I bring that up is because GVROs do not have any element of due process. Uh, the point here is to not necessarily let 10 guilty people escape. The point here is to not allow people to 
enforce gun violence restraining orders against somebody who's not necessarily a harm to themselves or others. And then what have they been doing over the last five years, Rick? They've been expanding these things. It's not just your immediate family that can impose them on you. It's also people that you went to school with, not even necessarily that you met, but that you went to school with. And now what are they trying to do? They are trying to expand the sentencing, basically, of a gun violence restraining order, losing your rights for 10 years now instead of five. And I fully agree with you. If if prosecutors are currently going for five years, they're absolutely going to be going for 10. And that poses a huge problem to somebody who might just have a grudge uh, held against them who gets a GVRO filed and then they lose their rights for 10 years. This is insane politics. Yeah, I think it speaks to another issue that I keep bringing up to people, and that is, you know, you you would never pass a law to put a crosswalk in to increase public safety, and then you know the next year have another member of the assembly come in and go, well, now the the crosswalk we need a law that says it gets flashy red lights, and the next year we need one that says, oh, you have flashy white lights on the ground, and next year, like every year, just don't you got your crosswalk? Then you should see does it work? But that's not the way legislation is working in California. It's like this race of like, well. You know, Kevin, if you passed this law, you know, two years ago now, I'm saying basically you didn't do enough. I'm going to do more. But no one is actually saying, is this working? They just look in the camera and tell, you know, reporters who feel fail to be investigative journalists anymore and say, well, show us the data of where it's working. They just say, oh, yeah, it's working. That's why we have the lowest amount. And no, we don't. I mean, a lot of their stats they throw out there just are not factual. Well, yeah, and I mean, there have been studies even on the studies, and and what those studies have shown uh, is that, you know, less than 1% of, of studies that look into uh, firearms laws and whether or not they are effective uh, aren't worth, aren't there, only 1% is worth anything. And even that 1% doesn't have any conclusive evidence that gun laws actually do work, which, I mean, is just further points out that this is ideologically based. This is not based on safety. Uh, what they are doing is looking to take rights away from people uh, as opposed to actually making people safer. You know, we've seen the lifespan of a lot of uh, specific topics or issues uh, within uh, Second Amendment laws that are created. Some of them are in the, the stage of the government taking an inch I think this one is starting to transform uh, past the inch, and, and they're going to try to start taking a mile. If they can get this this law passed, it's just going to continue and snowball uh, to the point where, hey, maybe one day with uh, with social credit scores on the rise in America, maybe if your social credit score isn't high enough, you won't have the right to purchase a firearm, period. These are the kinds of ways that legislation like this can transform over long periods of time. So we need to cut it off in the legislature now before it gets any worse. Yeah, I think, you know, you, you brought this up in a couple of the segments now, but there is a move by California's government to, through a death by a thousand cuts, get to an absolute registry, an absolute um, attitude of we're going to know where firearms are, every single firearm, we're going to know who has them, and we're going to control the narrative. It is also a little bit like the old Tom Cruise movie of Minority Report. Some of their laws are, hey, we're going to accuse you of being a criminal before the acts ever happened and remove your rights preemptively. 
because, well, we know what you're going to do. And if that was the case, then they should have been able to solve the billion dollars of deficit and a lot of other things that they're incapable of solving, which means they do not have the magical mirror to be able to look in the future and see what's going to happen. And, you know, folks, unfortunately, a lot of you have been misled because when you really go to look at the tragedies we've had and you go to look at these gun laws, ask yourself, had Senate Bill 2 been in place, had Senate Bill 8, this gun insurance been in place, name me the mass casualty in California in the last decade that would have been stopped because that law was in place. And you're going to say, well, it wouldn't have stopped it, Rick. Then don't let them tell you by passing this, we're going to make you safer. Because the fact is, none of these proposed laws make you or anybody else safer except for one minority group, criminals. Each one of these gives the advantage to the criminal. We'll be back on Fine Line Radio. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Fine Line Radio. I'm Rick Travis, your host on this fine Saturday afternoon. I am the Legislative Director of the California Rifle Pistol Association. With me is Kevin Small, our Director of Advocacy and Grassroots. We're talking about some of the very first laws that are going to be proposed in committees coming up in January. Um, wanted to do this now and not during the Christmas celebration. We have great shows coming up for you during that time. So, Kevin, this is also from good old Brian Manshine out of the 76th District, Democrat. It's going to be under McCarty up there in public safety on Tuesday the 9th. And this one is Assembly Bill 1047. And when we talk about gun grabbing, Kevin, and the, the left's insatiable need to know everything about everyone, every moment of every day. This one, I'm just going to read this to you people because I want you to hear the brief. Our Department of Justice is completely overwhelmed. Whether you love them, hate them, or have no opinion of them, I will tell you right now, there are a lot of good people in the Department of Justice, but the, the legislature passes 
such broad, undefined junk that it is near impossible for the men and women of DOJ to get anything done. And then every time Bonta opens his mouth, he issues a new public policy with no direction. Um, and we, we're seeing this already with Senate Bill 2. There are several things that were supposed to be in place now so that they could go in effect on January 1st or tell you the law is going to go on January 1st. Yet if you call DOJ and ask them for any number of things, they're like, well, we're not going to be ready till April, maybe May. Well, then what do you do? you got a law that goes in effect, Kevin, on January 1st that you can't even deal with. And here's a new one. So in 1047, Manstein says, this would require the Department of Justice to develop and launch a secure Internet-based platform to allow a person who resides in California to voluntarily add their own name to a registry that would advise friends and family members of the person's attempt to purchase a firearm during the 10-day waiting period. The bill would, at the time of registration, require the registrant to add up to five email addresses of family or friends and require the department as soon as practical, but within the 10-day waiting period, to provide notice by email to the provided addresses that the registrant is in the process of purchasing a firearm. The registrant voluntarily add their names to the registry, and the purpose of the registry is for a third party to potentially intervene and prevent the registrant from purchasing a firearm. Okay. You've got to be freaking joking me. Really. I'm going to go commit a crime. You know what's a good idea? I'm going to give you five people that know I'm about to give a crime, and I'm going to turn their names in to the Department of Justice. <laughs> I'm speechless every time I read this thing because that's never going to happen. Do you honestly believe a member of a gang is going to say, oh, well, before I go buy the new gun to do this new deed, oh, wait, number one, they don't go buy the guns there at the store. We already know that. So this is just a an absolutely do-nothing bill other than trying to set up a system that once this system is placed, I guarantee you there will be a follow-up bill that says all law-abiding citizens will now have to provide five email addresses of five people. Well, that, that's exactly what that's exactly what I was going to say. So I, I guess if you're if you're listening in and uh, you chuckled to yourself when Rick was originally reading this uh, piece of legislation. You're not alone. I did too, although it was more of a ha ha oh, uh, because just like I said in the last segment, um, you know there are different there are different stages that a a, a specific type of legislation can take. Uh, the last one seemed to be transforming into uh, the, the taking a mile stage. This one would be in the taking an inch stage, and it wouldn't be surprising if two, four, five, ten years from now, uh, if this bill passed, you saw another bill pass that the argument is basically, well, hey, they didn't care. They, they, the Californians didn't oppose us, uh, when we passed the legislation for a voluntary, uh, registry. So, uh, we think it's well within our right as the government to impose a mandatory registry. I, I think for in, in the short time, you couldn't be more Correct, Rick. This is ridiculous. We've tried state registries. We've tried national registries. We've tried firearms registries. We've tried uh, ammunition registries. They they never work. Uh, you know the the participation rate, even when it is mandatory, is always extremely low. Uh, and you know what though, the government is just going to take whatever they can. Uh, so I I don't really see any downside for them in this. There's only downside for Californians. Uh, first of all, you're, you're basically giving your rights away if you're voluntarily, uh, 
subjecting yourself <laughs> on on this registry, but more so it does you know have to do with the future uh, in my eyes. I, I think that this is just a setup job uh, for them to impose a mandatory registry later. Yeah, and a comment that you just made there that I want to highlight is um, because I think a lot of, of you listening right now might be like, well, that's it. I'm phone the plug. I'm out of California. And what was interesting was when I was at that CCW conference with law enforcement earlier this week, one of the things that we were talking about was how states that people want to go to, like Texas. Well, Austin might as well be Los Angeles anymore. You know, Coeur d'Alene, yeah. Idaho is San Francisco and Idaho. Even Montana is going purplish pink in many areas of the state. Why? Because Californians that left, that went to that state, for some undeniably stupid reasons why we're hated in most of the Western United States right now, is because Californians move somewhere and they bring this junk with them that they claim they left because they didn't want, and then they started up there. And so now we're seeing these same laws being attempted in sometimes 20 or 30 states within a couple of years. So, folks, for those of you that have the game plan of like, hey, I'm going to pull the plug. I watched my dad move to Arizona. And then where he moved to Arizona, down the Phoenix area, started to get pretty liberal. So then he moved to Houston, Texas. It started to get liberal. Now he's down in Brownsville. And maybe he'll buy himself a couple more years. He's in his 80s, so he might make it off the plant before that goes, you know, pink or, or red. But look, folks, this is this is a fight. And this is a fight that you've got to fight locally. And that's one of the reasons I have Kevin on today, because this is just another one of these erroneously dumbbells that can get across because people are like, why should I fight it? Well, because it's going to become mandatory. And I think, Kevin, you were being very, very um, kind when you said it could take 10 years. I could see him doing it in two, as crazy as these people are right now. And, folks, this is where you need to call up Kevin at the office or his assistant, Alicia, give him a shout out there. And what's the phone number there at the main office, Kevin, that they could call? It's 714-992-2772, or you can email us at chapters, C-H-A-P-T-E-R-S, at crpa.org. Folks, this is the time to get up and start doing something. For those of your grandparents, you're doing it for your kids and your grandkids, and hopefully you'll be around to see your great-grandkids come up. For the rest of you, we're all doing this for for not just ourselves, but for future generations and for the nation. Because if we don't hold the line here in California, the rest of the country is going to fall to this. Right now, California is one of the five most egregious states in the union for trying to dismantle the Second Amendment, trying to dismantle the First Amendment, which both of those are part of our lawsuit on Senate Bill 2 that's currently going on against the state. We are in a battle for our constitutional rights. And if you haven't noticed, go out, take a deep breath of air, because that's what's going on. We, the California Rifle Pistol Association, are here to help you navigate this. This radio show is for you every weekend to hear the good and the bad and all the stuff in between so that, hey, we can celebrate those good things and we can improve our lives and be better at what we do, but also so you know what's coming and you can get out in front of it. We don't want you reading about being in trouble when it's too late. 
We want to tell you when there's something you can do, and there's a lot you can do. We have an election coming up in March, but seriously, Kevin and his team have done incredible work. We have chapters statewide. So if you listen to us on a podcast, join it. If you're out of state, we have people meeting out of state people about this because they know it could come to their state. Engage. Again, go to chapters at crpa.org or go to, uh, you know, our, our phone number there at 714-992-2772. Kevin, any parting words? I think that there are just a lot of things that we need to not forget, uh, coming into an election season. Uh, Rob Bonta was extremely, um, uh, <laughs> he, he was extremely irresponsible with your information if you're a CCW owner. Uh, don't forget about that data leak. We need to hold our politicians accountable for their actions. That's the only way that we're going to see change. Our chapters are engaging politicians from the local to the state level. So even if you're not interested in joining a chapter, you can still go to a chapter meeting to engage in 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 these ideas. Uh, let's get the right people elected, and, and it's got to start now. And, folks, as I say to you each and every week, it's we the people, and the politicians are public servants, meaning they work for you. And as always, folks, be safe, shoot straight, and fight back for your rights. And we'll see you next week on Firing Line Radio. When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the Force of Optics, and by the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM590, the answer. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.